You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 57 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host uh, for, well, this evening, uh, Michael Harridance. And joining me is my partner in crime, well, my new partner in crime. we get to that in a minute, uh, Dane Smith. Hi, Dane. How's it going, man? Very good. <laughs> That's my new opening. Every time. Every, Every time. time. Well, this time it's 7.30 in the morning, so I don't need it as much. But this uh, chaos, Monster Chaos Energy Juice just brings the fire every weekend that's Dane's job to bring the fire yeah and joining us um after us uh a brief hiatus is mr gary russian himself how's it how's it going mr. gary kgb kgb mr kgb is back hello hello how you doing today i am doing okay i'm reading story right now which make me very upset oh dear we cannot have we cannot have upset on podcast put book away <laughs> <laughs> and how's oh, the gulag, yeah. Gary? <laughs> it's very bad. One place you never want to be. No. Um, uh, Gary, it's good to have you on again, man. I think it's been a while since I've actually spoke to you in general, so welcome back, man. Uh, Dane, as always, it's good to have you on. Um, yeah, you're pro- you guys are probably wondering where Ben is at the moment. Uh, ben is uh, having a small break at the moment, so uh, we hope um, he will come back at some point soon uh, so we can resume... Um, uh, co-host podcast uh, podcast if uh that being um that being said we will crack on guys with episode 57 wow i don't know where these weeks go jesus we are in october already and it's already uh, two just over two months until christmas jesus christ okay well first up guys uh, we have a juicy rumor to get through we have uh this is uh from an industry insider named hydex uh, he claims that at least two AAA PlayStation games will be announced in December. These are exclusive first-party PlayStation 4 games. He doesn't really go into any other details, but um, considering, you know, they're not only tri- described as AAA games, they're also first-party, um, that would lead me, lead me to believe, at least, that we're probably going to get something from Gorilla Games, who are, of course, working on a new IP for PS4. These PlayStation 4 games, by the way. And um, I'd like to think that maybe Naughty Dog's new game is going to be announced. Now, they are, they're working on Uncharted 4, yes, but they're also working, they announced earlier this year, I think it was, that they are working on another uh, AAA game. And obviously, this is either a new IP or a sequel. Um, some people, I think some people would like to think it's a sequel to The Last of Us. But um, I don't know what it could be. But I'd say one of them for sure is Guerrilla Games. The other one could maybe be something from, if it's not Naughty Dog, it may be from uh, Sony Bend. Um, or, uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy, um, another first party company who are meant to be working on something. It's eluding me right now, but I reckon Sony Bend and Gorilla Games is a good, uh, Sucker a good punch. Bet. It could be Sucker Punch. Um, I'm, I was, I'm trying to, maybe Sony's, um, London studio. I think, um, I think they might be working on something, but, um, yeah, so there we go, guys. Two, uh, at least two AAA games, exclusive PS4 games announced, uh, in December. What do we think of this, and what do you think they could be? Uh, let's start, kick things off with Gary, since you haven't been on for a while. Um, well, if this is true, I it's it's really hard. I don't think it's going to be the Gorilla Games one. I think they're going to save that for E3. I yeah, think, I think they, they really want to close their probably press, press conference with something 
huge and impressive, and that's probably what that's going to be. Um, I think I'm hoping it's going to be something from Sony Ben. I'm hoping it's going to be the next Siphon Filter game that's been rumored in development for probably four or five years now. Yeah, that's been rumored for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and as for a second game, I have no idea. Maybe they'll they probably won't show it off, but maybe they'll finally reintroduce the Last Guardian as something completely new. <laughs> oh, the last guy. Yeah, we can hope. <laughs> Whenever something comes up on PS4, whether a new game or a rumor, it's all, yeah, the last guardian, woo! <laughs> uh, or it could be something uh, completely new IP. I don't think they'll show anything from, from Naughty Dog. Uh, unless it's Uncharted, it's the Uncharted 4. Yeah, but... that was wishful thinking on my part. Um, we probably won't hear what uh, the other new game we're working on for a while, actually. Um, I hope it's The Last of Us 2, but that's just me. Um, Dane, how about you? What do you think about this? What companies could it be? What games could it be? What would you like to see? Well, I think that the PR lady for Naughty Dog is probably having fits right now because I remember... Uh, she went on the warpath during E3, I think it was, because some other supposed insider went on about some naughty dog issue, and then she's just mm. fielding calls the entire time, and she went on like a huge rant about it, about how insiders just ruin things. I'm paraphrasing. I don't think she actually mentioned ruin things, but you know, yeah, instead I... of her doing her job, she's having to field like stupid calls by people because of some supposed rumor. So, um, who knows what this could be. Uh, for all I care, it's just some dude who's on the internet just saying, I right now could say, yeah, Tecmo Koei's got five new games in development. <laughs> Book it. Yeah. Right? It's um, just a dude. I'm not going to speculate because it's just wishful thinking at the moment. Yeah. Um, but just, um, I just do play, I just do, um, try and balance things here. This guy has got a, a decent, uh, uh, at least a decent track record when it comes to this kind of stuff. But, um, nonetheless, yeah, it is, it is still just a guy saying stuff on the net. But picking up on what you said earlier, Dane, just to clarify for those who perhaps don't know what Dane was, Dane was talking about, uh, the Naughty Dog incident was, of course, uh, it was, um, oh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. It wasn't Tyrex, it was another well-known insider, so-called insider who said, claimed that there was a behind-closed-doors uh, session of Uncharted 4 at E3, and there wasn't. And Naughty Dog had to come out and, you know, deny it, basically, and actually contacted the guy on Twitter and said, please don't... Something to the extent, something to the effect of, please don't create extra work extra work for my team to do, kind of thing, because, obviously, it, was, it wasn't it was true. So that's uh, that, that's what you were talking about there, Dane, I believe. Yes, exactly um, I'm what I was talking about. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, because I've, um, I've covered stories with him in it for a while, and he's kind of pretty much... I think people have just, like stopped caring about him now because just make because he's like he was called out by naughty dogs so you know when that happens it's like yeah whatever mate well <laughs> i mean part of this is just you know how how much of these insiders are really true like what is your story it's there's two new games in development by first party people triple i mean, and they go to be announced yeah announced in december yeah okay so of course, there's going to be AAA titles in development, yeah. and it's basically take, take take a wild guess. Boom, December. Okay, he's right. Very good. <laughs> Anyone could say that. Anyone can be a soothsayer. And if he's wrong, well, he just says, "Well, I'm just an insider. I got my facts wrong, or something." Yeah. I mean, I I I'll wait until I see it. To me, it's just someone's trying to do the hype train. Yeah. And then. 
those cause problems sometimes because I hate hype. But you know, yeah. I, I was kind of there with you, uh, Dane, when the story came out. But now that Sony has announced that event in Nevada that play, people can go and and check out in Vegas, that's in December. So they could possibly announce games in that event. Well, you know what? You know what? You're totally true. You're totally right with that. They could potentially announce games during that time, but I think unless this insider is actually working for Sony, like quote unquote, and he's pretending not to, I mean, it just ruins like plans by companies when people are just leaking information like that. Yeah. Uh, when they're not intentionally wanting to leak information, because let's be let's be clear some of these companies when when they say there's a leak chances are it's not really a leak it's they leak them themselves um to generate hype and and interest so uh i'm hoping it's not another naughty dog situation (laughs) (laughs) not that it was a big deal but it just sucks for those pr people who have to uh deal with stuff like that i remember chin had to deal with something with that with tk about Someone mentioning they were going to announce um, Dynasty Warriors 9 at EGX. And I remember seeing Chin on Facebook being like, well, who's this guy? Because we're not releasing Dynasty Warriors 9 at EGX, which happened like a month or so ago. So <laughs> it's just funny how some of these things happen. Yeah, fair enough, man. Uh, moving on now, we've got a story about GTA 5. On PS4, perhaps it's going to take up uh, almost 50 gigabytes of storage. Uh, this was uh, uh, information posted on the European PlayStation Store, which was, has since been removed, writes uh, Simon Sayers uh, for PSU. Um, however, uh, a forum member on uh, GTA forums managed to take a snapshot before the page was taken down. Um, the install size uh, beats Wolfenstein The New Order, which weighed in at a massive 46.9 gigabytes, become the largest game in terms of size, sheer size, on PS4 so far, in comparison, the PS3 version of GTA 5 required 36 gigabytes of free hard drive space. And I'm looking at the picture now, and it does indeed say uh, 50 gigabyte. Um, so there we go. Uh, that you can check out the screenshot about on the actual story on PS uh, on PSU if you do a quick search. Um, also, a GTA 5 would include a new first-person mode that can be utilized both in vehicles and on foot. There will be new story events and more hidden Easter eggs, as well as new customization options, properties, and vehicles. Not to mention a graphical. Uh, this game launches on November the 18th, 2014. However, there have been rumors that the game will be released two uh, weeks earlier on PS4, under as a kind of timed exclusive and um, exclusivity deal. Uh, I just combined two stories there, may, uh, may as well. Um, Obviously, that hasn't been set in stone. It's been, that's just a pure rumor at this point. But there we go. Um, well, I've got plenty of storage on my PS4. I don't know about you guys. But I have found myself using the share function a lot more. So I'm probably have to go easy on that for now. But um, I don't think it, to me, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's not really a problem because the PS4 does have a nice, you know, 500 gigabytes. I personally don't use a lot of storage space. I don't actually, I don't download games like, you know, uh, from the store and stuff, I have them on disc. Most of them, I don't download media and songs, so I have enough, more than enough space. So to me, fifty isn't really. It's like, yeah, cool, I can deal with that. Um, but I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, Dane, I'll kick off with you. 
Well, I would be at negative 50 because I don't actually have a PS4, <laughs> so there's my big storage problem. But um, in all seriousness, I got a question I got to ask first yeah. before I answer is, um, is the PS4 similar to the PS3 where you need double the space when you download a game? Like, for example, on the PS3, if the file is 20 gigs, you actually need 40 gigs free on your hard oh, drive before it even that downloads. that me up so much. That did. I kept wondering why the game would not install despite the fact that I freed up the amount it said to download. And then I was told, like, uh, well, it's actually double. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I don't actually know, to be honest, Dane, but I hope not because, that, as I said, that really irritated me. <laughs> Gary, do you know? I do not know. Once I fill my space up, then then I can tell you for sure. Okay. Well, assuming that they fix that problem, it won't be as bad. But, I mean, let's put it this way. On my PS3, I got maybe 20-some gigs left. Yeah. And so there's no way in the nine hells I would be able to delete enough stuff off of my system to download uh, GTA V for my PS3 because um, that's a good hunk of size. Yeah. But my big concern is not so much like now. My big concern is the future. And I'm thinking like really long term and, and, and viewers will, will think, wow, this guy is crazy. Why is he thinking 20 years in the future? But for me, I'm thinking, uh, who's going to be able to keep all of these games on one system? Um, because we're moving to an all digital medium. Like we have to face facts. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen at some point. Uh, where they're just not going to release discs anymore. And some games we see being localized are like no discs. It's just PSN only. But is Sony going to be around forever until the dawn of time? Who knows? I mean, if I want to go play my SNES games, well, I can just go to, you know, blow the, the dust off of the system and pop in the, di- uh, the cartridge and there I go. But when we go all, uh, digital only well if psn is down well i can't download anything so if psn suddenly disappears what i got on my system is what i have for the rest of my life i can't get anything else that i bought so my concern is will hard drives be able to match the speed at which these files are getting bigger and bigger and bigger so that way someone can keep all their games on one hard drive without the worry of uh, PlayStation Network like just going away or something. See, this is why I keep all my old PlayStation games, <laughs> so I can just play them on my old systems. <laughs> but there we go. Um, Gary, what about you? Oh, I'm actually not surprised by this. Um, if you really think about it, you said, what, the PS3 version was 35 gigs? Yeah, of install. Yeah. I mean, if you consider all the graphical updates they're adding into the game, all those extra textures and uh, lighting effects, all that, that's going to cost more space. So, yeah. yeah, 50 gigs, I'm not surprised about. I mean, it's not the first game to be 50 gigs. If you remember, Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots was on a dual-wired Blu-ray disc when it launched, and it, that's a 50-gig disc. Yep. So, and that's why they never released it as a download title. So, I'm I'm not surprised by this at all. But when it comes to all the other content they're they're probably adding into it, I can see them doing it. I mean, first person V mode. I don't know how it'll be, 
if they're going to add it, but for car views when you're driving, that will be nice. Um, as far as the two weeks early release, I, I don't really see that happening. Uh, I don't see why they would release it on a PlayStation console two weeks in advance. Yeah, I think that the exclusive content that they're getting with it is more important than than releasing it two weeks in advance. I just I think it's a, it would be a bad move for Rockstar to do that. Well, I always talk about the PS4 version. I haven't even finished the game on PS3 yet. I've only just started it, so it's going to be a while before I actually do get it on PS4 and worry about the install size. Has anyone else yet to finish the game at all on PS3? I haven't even started right, okay. it. I don't even I've own it. I, I finished it. Oh, cool. Damn. <laughs> Damn, you're making me... Yeah, it, it, it's a great game, and if you really think about all the updates they've released for the game could also add to that extra gig space because it's all probably going to be included on the disc. Yeah. So you don't have to re-download all of it again. Yeah, so. true. Well, um, let's uh, move on again, guys. This one to another big game, Uncharted 4, actually. Uh, Naughty Dogs, uh, Evan Wells has hinted that uh, there will be more info coming in the not-too-distant future. Speaking during an interview with Game Crate, uh, Wells said it's uh, of the game. It's coming along nicely. We've been hard at work since E3, and all I can say is that we'll be having some stuff to show you very soon. Uh, that's about what he had to go, uh, say on the matter. But uh, considering the proximity of his comments to... Uh, the VGAs, uh, whatever they are, the Spike Video Games Awards in December, I think we're probably going to see something then because Uncharted has had a very long history with that. If you remember, um, I make a note of this in my article, I wrote this up on that. Uncharted um, 2 was announced at the VGAs in 2008, came out the following year. Uncharted 3 was announced there at, in 2010 and came out the following year. It, Uncharted 3 was actually leaked a few weeks before by some uh, random site. I can't remember where it was, but it wasn't like typical um, outlets. But uh, it must have been an exclusive or whatever. But it was still shown at VGA. So um, uh, I reckon that they are going to show uh, probably an extent, a proper gameplay trailer at the VGAs. But that's just my, that's just what I hope anyway. Because the game itself isn't likely to be out until, um, probably not until around this time next year. Uncharted's always been a full game. So I'd be surprised if they break that tradition. But you never know, they could do. It could be a, a, some, um, a late spring summer game. Uh, but it's certainly good if it's summer drought anyway. Uh, uh, so guys, what do you reckon? Do you reckon we'd like to see something at the VGAs, uh, in December? Uh, Dane? Uh, I think we're gonna see something at the VGAs. What we're gonna see, I don't know. Um, that would mm-hmm. be cool if we see Uncharted 4 at the VGAs that would be a nice little boost they'll get the people happy uh, personally I can't stand the VGAs uh, but it does what it needs to get done uh, we'll see how long Spike stays around for it though um, I don't know I think that we'll see more than, than Uncharted 4 I think we're going to see uh, some other stuff but it all depends on what Sony does with that mysterious new conference they're doing in December. So, like you said, they're going to be doing something, uh, and who knows what they're going to have there. And so are they going to double dip, or are they going to split things off? Uh, what are they going to do? Yeah. Cool. Um, Gary, how about you? Uh, I can see them showing something, but uh, nothing really spectacular. I don't think they'll show any, like... Get action gameplay footage or anything. Um, if you remember when they showed Uncharted 2, they showed Drake crawling through the snow. Yeah. And then Uncharted 3, they showed him walking through the desert. 
So uh, they'll probably do the same thing. You know, like he'll probably be walking through the jungle or walking on water. I don't know. <laughs> that, well, that, it, it'll the, probably be something that hints at the location that he might be in. But other they than that... They could have done that with E3, though, if you think about it. That was actually kind of a VGA teaser in itself, wasn't it? It was quite yeah. it was short, and it only showed, offered a glimpse of where he was, so I'm not really sure if... We might get something longer this time, because by that point... When they announced 2 and 3, we hadn't seen anything else on them at all, but with Uncharted 4, it's already been revealed. I mean, they showed... They actually teased it first at the VGAs last year. They showed it off again at E3, and so we, it just it makes sense that they maybe they might show a bit more this year, but who knows? I could be wrong. Yeah, but if you remember last year, it wasn't even on TV. It was online. Online, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I don't think that's really a big enough venue to show a game off like that. So, yeah, that could be true. That could be true. Well, maybe, I hope... maybe they'll show something, but they probably maybe they won't show Drake. Maybe they'll show one of the other characters. Yeah, no, Sully. <laughs> a bit of Sully. Did you Sully did you just... say that the VGAs were only online last year, Gary? It wasn't even a VGA. It was like like they didn't even give off awards. It was just like some sort of weird presentation thing where yeah. Jeff yeah. was sitting there talking with some random developers and. Once in a while, they'd show a new exclusive, and that was it. Well, wait, you're not confusing it with um, the PS4 release, are you? No. Okay. No, trust me. This this is what I looked for it on on my cable as well. I was like, where is it? Because I, I saw uh, Charlie Sheen was on the last one, or was that the year before? <laughs> I think that was the year before. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show, like, how how the VGAs are, are degrading. Because, honestly, they haven't had a good show ever. And it's not like they represent gamers in a good light, the VGAs, from the times I have seen it. And uh, Spike TV itself is having major problems. I mean, they don't have the ultimate fighter anymore on Spike TV. They've lost TNA. I mean, when TNA Impact, which is second-tier wrestling, can't get on Spike TV, there's some major sure. problems. So it's not exactly the go-to uh, channel anymore, especially if you want to get people watching things. So it makes more sense to just have it online, scale it down, save your money, put the money towards something else. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a whole other um, uh, topic there about uh, VGAs or uh, whatever they're now called these days and stuff. Um, that'll probably be better safe of the time, actually. But yeah, either way, I think we're all hoping to see something pretty cool on Uncharted 4, I think it's fair to say. But um, yeah, not out until next year, so um, quite a way to go yet. Um, especially if it's well, especially if it releases in the fall, like I think it will. Uh, moving on now to. Um, uh, a topic on uh, that's been kind of like doing the rounds a lot lately on resolution. I'll combine a few stories here. First up, we have uh, Dragon Age 3 Inquisition. Uh, resolution has been confirmed on the game's Twitter, and it's at, uh, surprise, surprise, 1080p on PS4 and 900p on Xbox One. No news of the uh, how many frames per second it runs out. Oh, it was rumored previously that it was 30 frames per second and 900p on both formats, which obviously wasn't correct. Uh, but more alarming is the fact that uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Unity has been capped at 900p and 30 frames per second on both formats, which obviously wasn't, uh, uh, didn't go very, uh, down very well with a lot of gamers, to say the least. There was a lot of backlash on Twitter, and I think the, uh, developers actually had to, um, kind of, uh, 
respond to the outlash and everything and, and sort of talk about why they decided to do um do what they did basically but uh in terms of dragon age they uh uh i quote uh, we maximize the current potential of each platform unquote so there we go um so uh guys i know that a lot of people uh either seem to care about revolution or don't care i personally don't really care that much i saw with the last of us remastered how the difference is you know because you, you can cap it, it you can choose to, to cut it off at 30 if you want or go to 60 and there is a difference. You can definitely have a difference, and it does look amazing at 60, but it wouldn't obviously... It doesn't make a game for me at all. It doesn't, wouldn't bother me. I could play the game in 30 pr- frames per second. It wouldn't It wouldn't really matter to me. So, especially in a game that I haven't... You know, if you haven't, like, seen something... Run, you know, if I haven't seen, like, um, Dragon Age... Uh, no, sorry, Assassin's Creed run at 60 frames per second, then I'm not missing anything out. As far as I'm concerned, if it runs at 30, that's how, that's what my eyes adjust to as what it, what it is. It's not as if I'm comparing it to 60 and then going down to 30. So, you know, that's just how it is for me. So I'm not, personally, I'm not really bothered about that at all or the resolution for that matter. But I know it matters to a lot of people because it's not next gen unless it's 1080p and 60 frames per second. But I don't really think, I, I don't really think the 60 frames per second is going to be as quite as ubiquitous as a lot of, um, the, uh, people would hope for, I think, uh, the, uh, Dragon Age, uh, sorry, I keep bloody saying Dragon Age, the Assassin's Creed guy says that a lot of, um, uh, dev- uh he reckon, he actually reckons that 30 frames per second is actually better for adventure games and that a lot of developers probably won't be, um, trying for 60 frames per second. So I'm not really too fussed about it at all, although I will admit it does look very nice if you can get it there. But, uh, what do you guys think? Gary, we'll start with you, uh, this time. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I don't have a problem with it, like, uh, like everybody else is just like you, I don't really have a problem with the frames or the resolution. Yeah. Um, my problem comes in when one version is purposely held back to, yeah. so it can be equal to all the other versions. Yeah. Uh, which is an Assassin's Creed story. Uh, when it comes to the Dragon Age thing, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that happened with it. You know, they, they had the live stream uh, on Twitch, where they're showing the uh, the PS4 version of the game for the first time, yeah, and somebody asked them a question there, and I guess the way they answered it was misunderstood, or they probably answered it wrong, um, and everybody assumed that oh, it's 900p on both consoles and 30 frames a second, um, so the backlash, of course, kicked in. Oh, Activision did it, and now EA is doing it. Oh, soon or. Sorry, Ubisoft did it. Now EA's doing it. Activision might be next, and everybody went on the the Microsoft hate. Mm. Microsoft is paying them money yeah. to make their game the same on the PS4 as it is on the Xbox One. And in a way, it's good that EA and or I should say Bioware responded so quickly to the matter. Yeah, and, and they straight out confirmed what what was going on. You know, they're they're maximizing the potential of of both consoles. Yeah. So, um, I, oh, they didn't say the frames is gonna run on, uh, I don't see it running past 30 because I don't think that game really can run past 30 if you see how gorgeous that game is without sacrificing, you know, the frame rate or, or, and, and the, the graphical prowess of it. You can't really do more than 30, especially with all the particle effects that game is gonna have. So when it comes to to to, to this Dragon Age issue, it, it's good to see Bioware respond so quickly, especially when they got attacked so fast for it. Cool, yeah, nicely said. 
I'm Dane. How about you? I know you couldn't give a monkey's toss about this sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Graphics. I don't really care that much about graphics yeah. as long as I can actually see what I'm doing and I can <laughs> read what's on the screen. Then, then I'm perfectly fine. But in terms of this, I think I'm going to take a different side as opposed to Gary, where I think if you cap it at 900, like if 900 is the best that the Xbox One can do. Like, that's the best, as an example, right? And they're going to purposely bring down the PS4 for it. To me, it just seems like they're doing it for cost-cutting because there's not a big difference. That's, what, 180 between for it, uh, the resolution? So they're basically saying we don't want to spend an extra X amount of money to up the resolution by 180 points when there's not going to be that big of a difference. There's going to be a little, but there's not going to be that much of a difference that they think sales are not going to be hurt by that, and then they save the money. Because who knows how much it costs to do that. You know what I mean? I'm not a graphics designer. I'm not a programmer. Who knows how much it costs to up the resolution from 900 to 1080 it could be a lot of money who knows and maybe they're just deciding to make this a financial reason it's like nope if uh, 900 is the best on the xbox one the 900 is what we're going to do on the ps4 it sucks for the ps4 people who can handle uh 1080p but you know maybe it saves them saves them some greenbacks cool man um yeah i um <clears throat> that's a that's a um good uh viewpoint there Dane on that. I um I don't I, I don't know why people are so kind of like um expressive about the whole um resolution and frame rate thing. I don't know, it's it just never has bothered me that much. Um, you know, I it's just oh I just think people could be focused on more important things like the gameplay, you know, for example, and the frame rate and all that kind of stuff, but there we go. Um Okay, well, just um, just go through quick five stories now. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Sony's Jed Ashforth has teased up there uh, ex- lots of extremely cool things in the pipeline for Project Morpheus. Uh, PlayStation Now has been confirmed with PSTV and Vita uh, starting on October 14th. That's on Tuesday because by the time you hear this, it will be up. Uh, we should be up uh, starting the new week. At the moment, it's next week, so on Tuesday the 14th. And uh, Capcom has released a new uh, 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 graphical comparison um, a compilation for the uh, HD uh, remake of Resident Evil, uh, which compares the uh, PS4 version with the Wii version, which is pretty much the same as the original GameCube remake, except it's in slightly higher resolution. Makes for some good viewing. Um, also, uh, Nolan North and Hugh Laurie are also on board the cast for Little Big Planet 3. So, that's the news, guys. Um, we should probably get into some reviews now. Uh, this has Woo-hoo, been quite... The reviews. What? This is where the fire's brought. Yeah, well, this was quite um, quite a shitstorm over this, if you'll excuse my... Oh, oh, God, sugar, we shouldn't be swearing, should we? I do a naughty! You're a naughty boy, Faulty! Don't do it again! Just to quote Faulty Towers there, if anyone's British like me and watches John Cleese in Faulty Towers, you'll hopefully have a laugh from that. <laughs> Um, this is what happens. <laughs> when, this is what happens when Mike is really tired. 
<laughs> oh, it's great. Um, with us, we have, um, Kyle's review of Drive Club, uh, which he titled, subtitle was Greatness Arise. This, uh, this caused over 200, this, um, generated over 200 comments. Um, he, um, well, before we get into that, uh, let's, uh, quickly go to the score, which is handy by clicking on the button that says go to score. <laughs> he gave us a drum roll. 9.5. He summarizes Drive Club blends the complexity of realistic simulation with inventing uh, mechanics and gives just enough leeway to evoke heart pumping power intensity in every kind of racing fan. A graphical darling with fresh multiplayer ideas to match Drive Club is irresistible and pushes the genre forward. He likes the extremely fun and predictable driving, the social challenges, the fact that the social challenges yield replayability and the jaw dropping uh, graphics. However, he disliked the fact that uh, subjective collision and corner penalties and uh, there's no tutorial events. Again, he gave us a 9.5. Um, just, uh, to say this was quite a po- uh, polarizing review uh, would be giving it a, would be a gross understatement. This really did split our readers down the middle. A lot of people were very... Um, there was a lot of um, a lot of responses. There were 200 comments. A lot. Some people agreed, uh, but a lot of you disagreed as well. They're quite emphatic about um, how much they disagreed. In fact, to the point of being, I would I personally would call it trolling. Actually, um, but there we go. That's just me. Um, it's um, I don't know why. A lot of people seem to take Metacritic Metacritic as gospel, and they point out by saying, "Well, this site in this site is giving." Um, uh, you know, giving it a bad score, so you must be wrong. You know, you're a fanboy, it can't be right, the game sucks. My advice to you was, don't be a knob about it, <laughs> you know. If you've got to complain, then play the game, you know, and reply, you know, and reply and say, you know, why it's bad, why you disagree, you know. Be nice about it, you know. You don't need to, like, you know, troll, blatant trolling and, you know, cuss people out and stuff and call... Accuse us of being fanboys, you know, just don't be a knob about it, you know, there's a good way to go about it, and I will not apologise for saying that, sorry, but, you know, don't, you know, <laughs> we reviewed this game, Carl reviewed it, and, you know, I trust Carl, Carl is a professional writer, not just a friend and a colleague, he's a professional writer, he spent a lot of time on this game, and uh, the sad fact is a lot of the people uh, criticising the review haven't actually played the game, they just assume that because... Um, such and such gave it a 6.0 out of 10. I'm not going to say who, obviously. We don't name other sites here, you see, we're like that. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean that we're wrong and they're right. It's all about opinions at the end of the day. Yes, we may be a PlayStation site, but we are also made up of PlayStation, um, enthusiastic gamers, you know. We've been playing games for God knows how long. I'm 30. I've been playing games since, you know, 1988. Can I, for heaven's sake, you know. We know what like... As, as, yeah, as sure. Much as I as I, I love this, I think the reason why this is so polarizing is simply because yeah. Just no offense when I say this, but you sound really defensive about it. And to me, I I I gave two craps about the comments on it because they were trolls, and I left it at that. Um, because once. And we're gonna. I'm stealing your thunder here because we're gonna talk about a no, couple other reviews. But when Persona, my Persona review came out, no one mentioned anything about that, and that was probably an even crazier score. Um, I think the reason why it got so many hits and so many comments is because for some reason we, as a staff, took the defensive approach and kept commenting mm-hmm. on comments 
And I think if we didn't, then it would not be as polarizing as it was. We would have just let the trolls eat each other and go yeah. on that. Well, you know, it's it's funny you say that because normally I would not even reply to these things. I've, I actually just posted one or two replies. I, I felt like, you know, everyone else was jumping in. So I thought, you know, I, I send my, I, I put my two pence in, but um, normally that would be my take. I usually do. I mean, I never really bother with comments at all. People are going to hate. I'm like, yeah, cool. Whatever, mate. You know, you, you keep smoking that stuff, whatever. But, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just felt, I just, I, it just annoys me. I think that's why, because it was just so blatant trolling. It's just like, I can't comprehend why these people would just would do this kind of thing. And they're probably listening to me right now. You know who you guys <laughs> are. You know, they don't play the game. They don't play the game. You know, they just, they just think because some people give it a good, a bad score, everyone else is wrong, and they jump on that, even though they haven't played the game. It just doesn't comp. It just doesn't make you know. Does not compute. You know, system oh, overload they doesn't know make they can sense. Do because you gotta, because we responded, and that's how they keep feeding the fire. But I mean, it's gonna happen yeah, with well, every single PS exclusive. It happened when I did God of yeah. War. I mean, it doesn't matter and what score we give it. It's a guarantee. It doesn't matter what score yeah. we give the game. If it's a PlayStation exclusive, because we're a PlayStation site, yeah, it's gonna fe- it's gonna be a crap storm. I mean, I gave God of War a six point five, insanity. I Glenn gave Infamous a ten out of ten, insanity. Uh, Kyle gives this a nine point five, yeah. insanity. You know what was not insanity when I gave Persona Arena. Ultimax, a 10 out of 10. You know how many comments there are? Yeah. Six. That's it. Oh. That is it. <laughs> I gave my first well, we ever yeah. 10, and it got six comments. And two of those comments were me, <laughs> just simply replying. Wow. That was it. I'm like, oh, this guy wants to know about scores. I just link him Metacritic. I'm like, this game has been out for over a week. Here's your scores. That's it. Case closed. I did not respond. I just gave him his Metacritic link in case he did not actually know the site existed. Um, cause the guy apparently is from Europe or something. Um, and it's not, it's not, oh, it's not, fair, it's not out enough, in yeah. Europe yet. So I'm like, here you go. Here's your stuff. But, um, but I knew the guy was trolling. His first comment made it sound like he was a troll, but there we go. And then Gary Shadows of Mordor. Right? How many comments? Yeah, we'll be get we Nine. will we will be getting to these re- we will be getting to these reviews. So don't yeah. worry, man. Actually, I'm on your yeah. We should probably move on from Joko Land. But thank for everyone who has given some constructive criticism and all support or whatever. Then thank you very much for that. To all the trolls, um, go back to your cave. But there we go. <laughs> um, that, okay, then we moved on to Dane's uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimate uh, Ultimax review. Um, yes, as Dane said, he gave it a ten out of ten. Um, wow, this is quite interesting. Uh, the final word. Ultimax takes the original and makes it better. There is something for everyone, from a solo player to the fighting enthusiast. Atlas also continues their Persona narrative, emphasizing that this is a series integral to the Persona brand as a whole and not an easy cash-in. A must-buy for anyone who likes fighters and all of the series. Uh, he liked the, uh, oh sorry, you liked the advent grade approach to the story, uh, the amazing soundtrack that fits their characters like a glove, and the game, uh, the fact there's a game mode for everyone. <laughs> and for negative, nothing. It's a 10 out of 10. Nicely how, done. How um, can you give it a negative if it's a 10 out of 10? I'm like, nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm just looking at the, um, 
comments now and stuff. Um, yeah, there's your link, as you said, to Metacritic. <laughs> I mean, I would love 200 comments on my review. I would certainly love that, but honestly, it's not. It's not a. It's not a exclusive game, so it's not going to get it. It's not. Well, Persona's more niche, isn't it, compared to something like Drive Club? So, Still, um, but the point is, it's not exclusive, and that's why not exclusive. Um, yeah. Yeah. But to go on a more positive direction, yeah, it's a 10 out of 10. Any fighting game fan, any Persona fan should buy it. It is worth it. Um, I tried to find something wrong with it. I tried to find something wrong with that game to give it a 9.5. I'm like... Well, if it was that difficult to find something wrong with the game, then that justifies the 10 score for me, to be honest. uh, (laughs) Because something wrong should come to you instantly. You shouldn't really have to think about it, to be honest. Because last year, I did the the first review uh, for the European release... And I played that game exclusively, exclusively. I even wrote the trophy guide for it for another site. And so I knew the game very intimately. And that was a uh-huh. 9 out of 10. Cause there was like a few problems, especially with online. Come here. What happens? It's fixed. Everything's fixed. I got a really crappy internet situation. And yet I could play online like a snap of a finger. Zero problems. Um, I think. It's probably going to be one of the more under, as, as weird as it's going to sound, it's one of the more underrated fighters on the market, even though Metacritic has it as an 86. Uh, I think a yeah. lot of people aren't going to get into it because of, it's not like a Street Fighter, it's not like a Mortal Kombat. It's yeah. a different, it's the Blaze Blue fighting system, for those who know that. Um, what I enjoyed the most about the game is the fact that it has a story longer than an RPG. The amount of story in that game is just astounding, especially for a fighter. And a sp- for a fighting game, for, for yeah. For a fighting game, it's more than an RPG. And the fact that Atlas said, we will pay to localize a book. And then half of that book, we will pay people to voice act it. Even though you don't even need to play the story whatsoever. You can just skip the story. You have it's a fighting game. What's the story for? Yeah. Um, but it links the entire series together. There's allusions to Persona Five. So people who are interested in Persona Five, it gives away a little bit of the story of Persona Five or it's hinting at yeah. it, which is really cool how they're linking everything together. It's not just some standalone like what if game it's all linked together so it's very integral to the brand so my problem my problem is when they come out with persona arena 3 i'm going to be thinking crap is that another 10 out of 10 because of my review philosophy so i gotta kind of have to hope there's something wrong with it or else there's another 10 out of 10 because if it's just as good as this one well it's pretty pretty easy what score I'm going to give it. <laughs> cool, man. Um, well, as you um, said, um, Gary reviewed um, Shadow of Mor- uh, Middle of Shadow of Mordor. Um, Gary, you gave us a 9 out of 10. And you said, for final word, combining the traversal and exploration of Assassin's Creed and the combat of a Batman Arkham franchise, Monolith Productions has created not only the best action title, sorry, the title in the Middle Earth franchise, but probably the best action title of the year. Uh, you liked the uh, satis- uh, satisfyingly brutal combat, the plethora of collectibles, 
um, a nemesis system. However, you dislike the poor supporting characters, the collision detection, the fact that the main character is prone to erratic jumping. Uh, this, um, I've actually really wanted to get this game, but I haven't got round to it yet. Um, Gary, you obviously enjoyed this. Um, I take it Lord of the Ring fan, Lord of the Rings fans are going to really enjoy this, yeah? Oh, uh, Lord of the Rings fan will definitely enjoy this, especially from a story perspective. Cool. Um, the, the story in this one kind of, it, it, I, I put in my review, it's kind of like a prequel story to Sauron. And yeah. how he was able to get the get the the rings forged for him, and how he was able to corrupt everyone around him to do that. It's it's fantastic stuff. Yeah, in my opinion. Cool, man. Excellent. And the um, do you um? I'm just trying to think. I don't want anything spoiled. Are there any like cameo appearances from any any ca- famous characters at all? Uh, the only cameo appearance is Gollum. Okay, cool. Which unfortunately isn't voiced by Andy Serkis. Oh wow. But the person who voiced him, it sounds exactly like Andy Serkis is Gollum. So, oh, like, that's cool. You, you just wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. Oh, great. Um, Wicked. Yeah, but, like, I, I also want to say something really quick. Uh, the Nemesis yeah, sure. system in this game is probably, in my opinion, the first real innovation in this new console generation when it comes to action games and I, I really hope more more studios utilize a system like it because it, cool. it's just so much fun to encounter enemies that remember how you fought, what you did to them, and find a way to counter those moves that you used against them. It's incredible stuff. Yeah, that does sound fantastic, and I understand that's uh, the. Um, it's funny you say for the uh, you know the biggest innovation on this um, the new console generation because the uh, it is I think only on the PS4 and Xbox One versions because the last generation version I don't think it has a complete Nemesis system on it. I understand. I think it's been toned down somewhat for PS3. Oh, that would be un- very unfortunate for yeah. the people. Yeah, because it's it's so much fun. Like you encounter you know a captain right, and if you have the information. Uh, you know, you can look up his information. It'll tell you what he's weak against yeah. and what he's strong against. And when you're fighting him, if you're using his weaknesses against him, but somehow he's able to escape, some captains will run away from you if they're almost dead. Uh, yeah. If they escape from you and you encounter them at a later time, they will remember you and they will remember the weaknesses you used against them and they will build strengths for those. So then you have to find completely different weaknesses to use against them if oh, they're even available. I got to the point where one guy ran away from me so many times he had absolutely no weaknesses. I literally couldn't do anything to hurt him, so I had to, f- I had to think outside the box to in order to defeat him. And the way I eventually defeated him was I threw other orcs at him to knock him off a bridge so he'd fall to his death. I was going to say, you pushed <laughs> oh, him off wow. a cliff. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah. But the, the funny thing about that is... um. They actually had a game similar to that on the PS3. Now, it, it wasn't with the Nemesis system. It wasn't as in-depth, or the AI obviously was not as good. Like, it didn't, like, learn from its mistakes. But did you ever play The Godfather on the PS3, Gary? I never played it, no. It has the similar, like, nemesis S system where, like, every Dawn has its own, like, lieutenants and, like, uh, capos and everything, and the only way you can kill them is finding out their specific weakness, and then you gotta go around trying to 
get that information to kill them because otherwise when you take on the dawn they're going to be there to mess you up and if you kill that person not using their weakness then they're just hospitalized and then they come back and you got to do it all over again so it's not it's it's not exactly the same as as the um uh, the nemesis system in this, but it's, I think it's, it's similar and it had me intrigued because I enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't enjoy killing, like, some of the kills because it was just like, I just want to throw him off a building. Why do I have <laughs> to sniper rifle this guy through the face? I'm like, yeah. I could just throw him off the building, <laughs> but it was still, like, really neat, uh, how they tried to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, like, there's so many things you can do. You can brand other captains and war chiefs and summon them to help fight with you when you're trying to take on another one. You know, like at, at one point I had like three uh, captains and a war chief fighting against another war chief, and it's just this huge brawl. And I'm just sitting on the rooftop watching these orcs kill each other. And then when they're almost dead, I just jumped in and killed every all, all the all the war chiefs myself. Just and got all the XP for it. Just dance for me, puppets. Dance. Oh, I've got to get me some Mordor action, man. Definitely. My, my buddy's playing it on the PC, and he told me something that I like. I thought it was pretty cool. was, spoilers, wait five seconds, um, that when you die, they level up. So if yeah, they kill like, you, it's like this grunt is is somehow gets that lucky shot. And then he kills the hero, and then suddenly he ups in in status and level. And I thought that's really cool, and especially if like you keep dying, they'll remember that you keep dying, and it's like, oh, look who's back from the dead again, and they'll <laughs> mock you. Is that's what he was telling me? Yeah, so it, that's that exactly pretty good. Like, if, if you're in combat with just random orcs, and one of them kills you, he'll become promoted to a captain, right? And the the sucky thing about it is if he kills you and he gets promoted, he's going to remember everything you did to him. So <laughs> he'll get promoted with, like, every strength that you used against him. <laughs> so, like, say you, you tried it, you countered him a lot, uh, you hit him from behind, and you shot arrows at him. Uh, if he kills you and gets promoted, he'll have a strength against all those things now. That's pretty right good. Away. I gotta, I gotta say the AI. They must have spent a lot of time on working on the AI for that because that seems like a lot of information for the game to process, especially if you suck and you're dying to like dozens of random orcs. <laughs> Which will happen because there are some orcs that will always call for backup. So unless you kill them, you'll be in a battle like I was for like 45 minutes, just fighting countless orcs nonstop. Away, my, man. my combo Away. count. My combo count reached like 275 hits. <laughs> like, Holy my crap. God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't I know what was happening. I didn't know there was somebody calling for help all the time until I saw him on the freaking rooftop <laughs> with a stupid horn. You know, it's so frustrating. I, I thought you would have heard the horn, man. Those things aren't, <laughs> like, silent. I would have, but I was paying attention more to the brutal sound effects of lopping heads off and stabbing people in the face. Is it gory as well, Gary? Um... The, like, well, the orcs are, have black blood, so there's a lot of black blood that spews out everywhere. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to gory, I would say the, the goriest is the decapitations that, that the character pulls off on them. Oh, awesome. Yeah, but besides the decapitation, it's just the way that he 
kills them, his execution moves just seem so freaking brutal that, it, like, one of them actually made me cringe a little bit. There's one where uh, he, he cut the guy at the back of the knee, right, the orc. He yeah. went down to his knees, and he grabbed the back of his hair or uh, his helmet or something, and he took his sword and stabbed him right in the throat and pierced through his throat and stabbed and went right into the ground, and he just, like, impaled him, and he's just, like, sitting there in this contorted position on his knees and his head all bent back with the sword just, like, sticking out of him. It was brutal. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it, it was great oh, stuff. That sounds awesome, man. Thanks for that, Kerry. Um, mm-hmm. but let's go on to the uh, final review now. This is uh, Picks the Cat by uh, John Paul Jones. Uh, he gave us a 9 out of 10. He summarized um, a classic arcade puzzle with gameplay compounded by a tremendous amount of scope and mastery and blistering retro aesthetics. Pixel Cat is one of the most essential pressure public, pressure puzzlers that you can buy on PlayStation right now. Um, he liked the addictive score attack gameplay, but it's far deeper than initially apparent. Uh, the fact that it feels like Choo Choo Rocket, Pac-Man and Snake all rolled into one great package. And the competitive multiplayer um, mode is pure, frantic, Bomberman-like fun. However, he liked the, fa- uh, he liked the lack of uh, cross-save um, at present. Uh, he gave us a 9 out of 10. Um, I heard Stephen talking about this actually. Um, I think he was playing. Um, I think he said he was playing this with his daughter, or maybe that was that might have been Skylanders actually. But yeah, um, I haven't played this game. I never even heard of it until now. Uh, anyone else at all played Pixacat? I heard that the trophies I... are hard as hell. That's what I heard. <laughs> I I haven't played it. I want to play it now. I mean, when somebody mentions Choo Choo Rocket again, yeah. I thought I'd hear ever again. <laughs> Oh, Choo uh, Choo Rocket, that was... Uh, on the Dreamcast, yeah. The Dreamcast man. days there, man. Online gameplay on the Dreamcast, yeah. It's free. Yeah, it's free on, on PS Plus? It's free on PS Plus. You can actually play it, Dane. It is on the Vita as well. Oh, it's really? It's PS4. And, yeah, it's PS4 and Vita, so... There we go. I can get me some Choo Choo Rocket, which I've never played before. <laughs> oh, not Choo Choo Rocket. I'm talking about Pigs the Cat, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know, sorry. I know what you mean. I just mean I've never played Choo Choo Rocket on the Dreamcast, so I, I I don't have that nostalgia push for me like you do, Gary. Oh, okay. I'm all about nostalgia. <laughs> oh, I've got to bring up my Dreamcast and play some Shenmue sometime. That's another topic, though. Um, well, speaking actually, speaking of what we've been playing, guys, uh, that's what that's what our next topic is. Um, this is where I tend to like have a little break and let other people do the talking because my throat's pretty knackered. So um, I'll let you guys kick off first. Um, Gary, what games have you been playing lately, my friend? My God, well, outside of Shadow of Mordor, um, I have been playing uh, Dust and Illusion Tale, uh-huh. which we got free on PS Plus, which is a fantastic game. I'm sad that it took so long to get. To, to a console, the Sony console. Um, I have a Wii U now uh, that I got oh, from nice. my friends. So I've been raging and wanting to kill my friends in Mario Kart, literally. I think I'm going to defriend some people because of that game. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I started, I haven't gotten too much into it, into Super Mario Galaxy. Um, I, 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 I love Mario, so I don't really care what kind of Mario it is. It's gonna be on my on my playlist because i've been playing a lot of my wii u um i'm playing a game on my vita which i can't talk about all i can say is 
my god, what what did I get myself into? <laughs> oh man, you know what? I would be doing that if I didn't get hit with another review. So I would, yeah, because because Ernest came to me first, and I'm like, sorry, I can't. I already have another RPG to play through. So yeah, so I can't really talk about it. Uh, wait for my review. I, I it should go up on Tuesday. So, um, other than that, um, I think that's it. Yeah, good one. sounds good. Um, Dane, how about you, bro? Well, what have I not been playing? That's a better question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I played lots of Persona Four Arena Ultimax, a lot of it. Um, during the past week, more so, a, a lot more than I needed for the review. Like once the review was done, I kept on playing it. And if for those who remember last week's podcast, I was playing it the entire podcast. Um, <laughs> this time, I well, after I finished that, I've been playing, trying to get into my backlog. Actually, trying to knock out a few games. Dragon Age Two. Going Woo-hoo! old school now. Dragon Age Two. Oh. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't listen to the haters. And I've been playing that, and then Batman Arkham Asylum, I finally started up. Yeah, people are like, man, where have you been the past few years? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've been playing those two, I'm somewhat far in Dragon Age 2, just started Batman. I'm still in the Asylum, never got out of it yet, still never found Commissioner Gordon. So I only played it for like an hour. Um, and then I got hit with the, the Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth 1 on the Vita to review. We, we got the code late for that, so that's what hit me. So I've been playing that. I've been playing it yeah. during this podcast. So <laughs> it's pretty easy. It's on the Vita. Um, I've been playing those mostly. And I also started up Dragon Ball Z Battle of Z. So Ben recommended that to me like months ago and I picked it up uh, on a PSN sale. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like a Ben game. It is a Ben <laughs> game. I picked it up on sale and I couldn't play it before because my TV screen was too far away and I didn't have glasses, so it was really annoying trying to play it. But now that I got a screen, a TV screen that's closer, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a multiplayer game, I will say that, mm-hmm. because whenever I get knocked down, I only got five seconds to be revived, and the AI is horrible. They never revive me, so that's getting annoying, <laughs> especially when you only got four lives. So, um, but it's fun. It is fun. I do enjoy it. Uh, Goku going all Super Saiyan is pretty fun. Cool, man. Sounds like you've been having a good, um, good old time with that. Um, okay, well that just leaves me. Um, I've been playing. Surprise, surprise, a lot of Destiny. Um, the main grinding is pretty much behind me now. I've um, reached level 26. I'm almost at level 27, so um, I'm going to try and like taper off a bit and just focus more on uh, multiplayer and teaming up with um, uh, my fellow uh, gamers on PSU. Um, it's still a great game, but I am kind of burnt out on it. Uh, I've also been playing a bit of uh, GTA Vice City Stories, which I do really enjoy, mainly because it's got Phil Collins in it, <laughs> who's my favourite singer. But yeah, that, that's cool. Um, I don't really want to. I really want to try and um, carry on with um, some more Vita if I can, because I do miss the Vita a lot. 
Uh, apart from that, I have actually installed the new War Thunder update and taken that for a little spin. I went up as the Germans, killed eight people, which is pretty good. Uh, cause you know, I haven't been on it in a few months, cause you tend, I tend to, War Thunder is a game that you really need to practice on and you kind of like forget, you know, the, the more subtle control methods and stuff. You tend to forget how things go and everything, the, uh, nuances and stuff of the controls so i was actually quite surprised that i managed to do that that, that well um from what i've seen uh, uh of the update um i've only seen a couple of new planes added and the uh the new hangar uh design and uh the uh, new sound effects which sound really cool uh but i haven't really delved into the update that much so um i'm gonna probably start playing that a lot more now because i do miss the game and i've had a lot of fun on it it's a, it's a great game so i'll probably be dipping into that a bit more but um yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, before we wrap up, guys, uh, uh, Dane has just um, popped off to the washroom. <laughs> so, Gary, is there anything you need to say, uh, any shout-outs you want to do to anyone at all, anything you want to say quickly before we move on to um, contacts? Uh, shout-outs. Uh, a shout-out to Ben, actually. Um, cool. I know you'll probably be listening to this, Ben. Uh, hope you're Absolutely. doing good. Yeah, hope you're doing good. We miss you, man. Hope to see you soon. Um, That's pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for my shout outs, yeah. Yeah, well, I um, I echo that with Ben. Um, ben uh, shout out to Ben. Um, hope you're listening, man. Hope you um, hope we can play some Destiny again soon, dude. Just um, hit me up on hit me up with an email sometime, man. You know, get talking. It's been quite a, been only been a couple of days, but that's a long time. <laughs> to not so that's a long time about Ben in our lives. Um, it's uh, yeah. Well, I'm actually going to win this podcast in um in um. In, not memory, in, um, kind of like, um, in honor of Ben. I'm sure he'll appreciate it, but we can't do that actually at the moment, not until Dan gets back. But, so for now, if you want to contact any of us guys, you can contact me at mike.harridance at psu.com or you can contact our Twitter at psu.cot, uh, co, <laughs> oh, here we go again. It's uh, <laughs> because of the Twitter, man. When I'm tired, I just can't say it. Uh, dot, psu, dot, C-O-M. <laughs> I think that's right, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I tell you, Glenn and, um, Glenn and Ben is gonna have a right laugh about that, because I always screw it up. I used to always have trouble saying our Twitter, for some reason, and when I'm just really tired, because it's just like, it's gone, it's 12.35am, and I am so tired right now. I know that was my own thought, and I just screw it up, but yeah, you know the Twitter by now. Send us a tweet, or you can contact us. Um, at, at podcastpsu.com. Um, so we're just waiting for Dane to come back now. So until then, Gary, would you like to tell our viewers how to contact you, my old friend? Yes, you can contact me on Twitter at gaglalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Or you can email me on my PSU email at Gary. That's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. Wicked man, and you don't mind people contacting you with any questions or anything, do you? Whatever it is, you'll happily respond, yeah? I would happily respond. I mean, I actually had one guy contact me on a uh, private message me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't a very nice comment. He he accused oh. me of giving Shadow Moore too high of a score and said that I probably never even finished the game. <laughs> if I had finished the game, I would have scored it less. So. Wait, I responded. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Don't they usually accuse you for not finishing the game if you give it a lower score, not a higher score? Because they usually say, oh, you hated this game. You didn't play it enough. Uh, you gave it to <laughs> score. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah, so I responded with showing him. I took pictures 
and I sent it to him of my 100% completion in the game. Wow. Uh, my 31 plus hours of gameplay in the game, because it tells you how long you've played it. Yeah. And I also sent him a picture of the platinum trophy I acquired in the game. Oh, booyah. <laughs> you platinum uh, Shadows and, of Mordor? And I told him if, yes. Oh, and I told him if he had any more questions, I would be more than happy to answer Oh, that's just awesome, man. Bears. And you did it in a very dignified, gentlemanly way. Just like Russian men are supposed to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, Dave, now that we got you back now, we're just going, to, um, uh, we're just going through, um, contacts and stuff. Do you want to tell people how they can get hold of you? Sure. Uh, you can reach me by email for PSU, uh, dane.smith at psu.com. It's D-A-N-E. So you can write me about any praise, complaints, what you like on the podcast, what you don't like on the podcast, any issues with reviews. That's what I always find funny about the trolls is I'm the reviews editor, but I receive zero emails from them complaining about anything. So <laughs> that's why I don't care about the comments sometimes. They're just trolls. So if you actually do have a legitimate issue, if you think Kyle has been bought by Sony, that's why he gave it a 9.5, then email <laughs> me, and then I will do something about it. Uh, on Twitter, you can reach me at Files, L-A-S-O-M-B-R-A-F-I-L-E-S, and you can also buy my novel, Files: Choice and Consequence, which is on Amazon, for Kindle uh, for 99 cents or you can get the physical edition for less than $10. Excellente. Cool. Well, guys, that just about wraps up episode 57. And to be honest, as you can tell from my horrendous speech, I am absolutely screwed here. So as soon as we finish off, I'm going straight to bed because it's 20 to 1 a.m. in the morning here. Uh, next time, uh, when we record the podcast, I will be a lot more awake. So um, we'll hopefully have a few more guests on. Um, I'm looking to get a few more surprise guests on in the future, guys. So keep tuned. Stay tuned to PSU for that. And keep checking us for all the latest PlayStation news, reviews, and gossip. Um, on that note, I just want to do a few shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to Fonz. Uh, Fonz, so our super fan. I uh, hope you're enjoying Destiny, man. Um, get back in touch with us sometime, dude. Um, also to Ben, man. Hope you're doing well. To Don, all our listeners, you guys for joining me. And I'm going to end this podcast in honor of Ben by saying thank God for me. See you guys. Stay tuned for next week. Laters. Believe in Gary. <laughs> Believe.